Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. Fightful.com podcast, July 11th edition. We're talking Friday, or not Friday night SmackDown. Jesus, what year is it? It's Tuesday night, SmackDown Live. In case you guys missed it, we did a Holy Smokes MMA podcast right after today's Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor live press conference. It was our most watched live show on a Tuesday that we've ever done for the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. So thank you guys so much for for doing that. Uh, We've got coverage of all the press conferences this week. Going to have to say Conor McGregor took round one of the verbal war. But we are joined by Anna Bowert, who will have uh, a special spotlight posted on her on Fightful in a couple of weeks. How privileged, how honored do you feel, Anna, not only being an award-winning actress, but to be spotlit spotlit, yeah, on the <laughs> award-winning Fightful.com? I am honored. I'd like to take this moment to thank my family, my friends. My God. Um, yeah, it's apparently. Yeah, that's happening. You're going to give me an award for it as well? Because, you know, I'm I racking might. them up now. Might as well. I might. I might do that. Jeff Hawkins has won awards before. Hey, Jeff. Perfect attendance. <laughs> first through six, or first through fifth. Well you beat me there. I was about to ask you if that was if that was a shoot or if that was a work. Actually, that's a shoot. I never I never missed a day of school because my mom's a teacher. <laughs> oh, bummer. That's not, a only that, not only that, my mom was a teacher at my high school, and I had her for 11th and 12th grade math. Oh. I didn't turn up for eleventh and twelfth grade math. I was the third most yeah. popular. I was the third most popular Hawkins at my high school after my brother and my mother. So it was great. Uh, <laughs> so here's where I screwed up when I was a kid. I would do the old fake sick thing, but I wasn't smart about it. I was like, "Oh, my stomach hurts, and I've got a fever." <laughs> no, 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 no. It don't work like that. I didn't know. I didn't know. 
See, I would just hide on campus. I'd hide in the drama department and the music rooms and the music teachers would pre-write absence notes and pre-sign them. So I'd steal them and give them to all my teachers. I don't know how I graduated. You can't do that in America. We keep razor wire and barbed wire around our fences nowadays. Not not Everything's computerized now, so I couldn't have done it. Yeah, I get sick. I get loaded up with drugs because you're not anybody's kid. You're my kid, and you're going to school today. (laughs) (laughs) Bummer. Yeah. Although I didn't get perfect on the SAT maths, so who knows? (laughs) Despite there being a few things that I liked about on this SmackDown Live, it was a very uneventful show for me. There were were a few good things, but it's it's a bummer because I've really enjoyed Raw, SmackDown, and the pay-per-views. Really, that's that money in the bank and great balls of fire sandwiched. I, I liked all of it, everything that was there. I and I was ready for more. And this week kind of let me down. We start with AJ Styles coming out, laying down the gauntlet, making an open challenge, which John Cena accepts. Jeff, how is this not the most important title on SmackDown right now? What are they telling me? Are you sure it's not? I, I'm no, I'm not. To the casual viewer, I'd be like, to hell with that WWE title. Well, no, they, you're supposed to be doing that because right now they're trying to, quote unquote, build gender. And boy, we'll get to sure. that in a moment. But yeah, no, I mean, this is the one, this is the, this is the belt the stars are competing against. And, and boy, uh, boy, did this get me excited that then somehow I knew, I knew that they weren't going to go through with this. So. <laughs> of course, of course. So if they do these open challenges, I would love to see the likes of Shelton Benjamin, Kennedy, MVP, Tajiri, Lance Storm, Carlito, like former U.S. champions accept these. Anna, if they do go through with an open challenge, are there any surprise names or any names on the roster you would like to see step up? It's SmackDown Live. It's a land of opportunity. So who knows? Ahmed Johnson. Who knows? We could have every member of the Spirit Squad coming back. Um, but they, they explicitly said, AJ explicitly said, every time you see a man with this championship around his waist, you will know that he's the best. The WWE championship means shit. That's, it's, he buried it. He buried it right then and there. It means shit. Yeah, it's kind of like, get, it's kind of getting the uh, the intercontinental title push of old as the as the workers title, so to speak. It, it's, it, you know, and that's a cool little thing. I, I, I I'm of the opinion. So right before they start the match, Kevin Owens interrupts, Rusev attacks. And before this, Cena straight up said he was going to kick everybody's ass and kick AJ's ass, which I, I, I kind of liked. Anna, I could see the tag match coming from a mile away. I know Jeff could. It's, it seems lazy. It seems like very SmackDown 2014. Well, I mean, a lot of stuff on this show was lazy. Um this whole setup of, I mean, we've said it every single week, U.S. versus international, and that's the premise of it. And you know, I'm not going to hop on about that, but it is it is lazy. Um, it's like they watch Glow and completely missed why people like the nostalgia of it. Um, yeah, whatever. And just just a side note to John Cena: if you use your theme song as smack talk. It's one behind roasting yourself. It doesn't work. It could work, I guess. Uh, uh, uh. So, 
Jinder Mahal defeated Ty Dillinger. Now, the first thing I'll say, Jinder Mahal is boring as all shit in the ring. It, that That's it. I can't say he's good. I can't say he's bad. He's really, really boring. But that being said, I thought that this accomplished a few things. Uh, Dillinger had to get pinned at some point, and against the world champion, technically, uh, it could be far worse. This was also like the first fight, maybe ever, that Jinder Mahal has won in his own since like 2012. That had to be established at some point because they're going into the Punjabi prison match, and you, you just got to establish it sometime. Also, it helped establish his finish, which we, we see here and there, but it still is what it is. He cut a promo saying he is bringing the prison next week. I thought this title run was a prison. <laughs> Anna, thoughts? <laughs> well, he said, week after week, I come out here to speak the truth and your people still disrespect me. And then I just thought of the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Dude, change up your shit. It's just like the first time I heard it, it was a little bit insulting. And then it's just like Groundhog Day. After the first time, it loses its pizzazz. And now it's just like, okay, cool. Just move on, please. But I did figure out the whole process. This will make no sense if you have not seen Most Ridiculous. Um, I don't apologize. You should see it. Anyway, um, I figured out how the Singh brothers actually mutate because, you know, Randy Orton keeps killing them off. The veins popping out in Jinder Mahal. They're just tiny Singh brothers waiting to be processed and popped out. That's what I took away from all of that match. I like the Singh brothers. They're fantastic. I really they're hope fun. that every every toy developed of Jinder Mahal, they're like <laughs> the Kelly dolls that accompany him. Jeff, your thoughts on Jinder, on Ty this match well going in with the theme of this wasn't a very well-planned show in terms of being kind of lazy and filling the time i thought there was a lot in common with this template and the uh balor uh elias samson match from last night where you made the guy the new guy still look good in defeat or at least that's what they're thinking because i mean ty got quite a bit of offense here And, and in that template it includes a terrible terrible anecdote and this is where i got I don't get mad over having my intelligence insulted every so often, but this one, for some reason, set me off a little bit with the uh, Byron Saxton story of the mother and son coming from New Delhi over to America to a SmackDown house show just to see Jinder Mahal. No, I'm sorry. I don't believe that. I don't believe kids are going, Mommy, I want to go see that one-note heel because he is the same skin color as I am. I find that, I I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm off base, and someone can tell me, no, people do gravitate for just that simplistic reason, but I I don't know. I I really don't. I just found it very off-putting that they'd they'd say that this is somehow making him popular in India necessarily, and I, I just... I want to see it. I don't want to hear them say it. You know, show me crowds gathering in the town square cheering for Jinder Mahal, and I'll believe it. I've had one conversation with someone online a few weeks ago about this, and their kid goes to school with a few Indian boys. And the feedback from that was initially they were really proud to have someone of their heritage who was a champion 
but they didn't understand why everyone was booing him and why all the other little boys at school hated him. Exactly. If you want him to be a role model for the Indian children, he's, uh, this is just not uh, – it's, it's, it's mixed messages. It's, yes, they're cheering him in India, but they're not showing him as a baby face in India. That's, that's the thing that's missing here in terms of the connection. I'm inclined to agree. Up next, Xavier Woods defeated Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso. One of the Usos, he defeated him. It was Jay. The ref wisely ejects everybody. But uh, (laughs) the thing that I noticed most about this was that Xavier's finish required his opponent to hold on to the top rope while he hit a strike off the top, while he hit a strike off the top rope. Much like fucking Alberto Del Rio. I don't know how to set it up. Like Alberto Del Rio. Jeff, am I reading too much into that? No. Del Rio threatened to fight them all tonight. And may have perhaps tried after to do the, it. Perhaps after the show, they're going down to his cantina. Yes. Yeah. That's a um, mess. We're going to talk about that later, too. But. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I I really like the few and far between singles matches we get with Xavier Woods. And especially if he gets a win in them, because I really think it helps add to the whole new day act. I'm I'm that guy who thinks that Xavier Woods kind of being the quote unquote, and this is a bad term for it, but the weak link of the group only goes so far when he's just playing the trombone and kind of being the mouthpiece. I, I liked this. I, and I liked this match and I liked the logic of throwing everybody out and then Xavier eventually stealing the win. Yes. You have to, you have to strain your credibility quite a bit for that finisher. I understand that. But overall, I think those are net positive. I didn't like the match because there wasn't much of a match to like. It was very quick, but uh, Anna, Thoughts on, on this and the the nature of Xavier's finish? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was questionable timing. You could see it coming from the beginning of the setup, but I like the execution of it and I like the, the finish of the match, so I excused it. Um, I really like seeing Xavier Woods in ring, and I'm really glad that, especially since they've come back, that they've been building up him up that way because he's got the ability. He's still trains hard. He knows his shit. So um, this is good. I like that. And the Tom Phillips, um, absolutely no chills, no chill levels of savagery in reference to last week's rap battle. Tom Phillips saying that sentence. What did he say? Is that what he said? He said absolutely no chill levels of savagery. Oh, that was the the direct quote. That's the, the, yeah. Yeah. What a boob. He, uh, it's, I laughed and I weirdly commend the comment, but it was so jarring to hear this guy say that. And it, mm, I don't know. I don't know if he wrote it or if creative wrote it, but either way, <sighs> please don't, just don't. There's a Man. lot of sighing between the two of you this week. <laughs> Anna, why do all the women on SmackDown Live interrupt all uh, other people? Yes, thank you. Thank you. And every single week, it's the same shit. Every single week. Same thing. Yes. They're they're trying to keep them all relevant 
So they do it, and the way that they do it is have them slide in and slide in and slide in and slide in. It's the laziest shit I've ever seen. They introduced it with Naomi there, and then Charlotte came in, and I immediately thought, thank God we actually haven't seen Charlotte by herself basically since she came to the roster. This is great. And then Becky came in, and then Natty came in, and she's a heart and all that kind of crap. And it's it's the same. It's like they've gone, they've gotten last week's script and just photocopied it and sent it out again. Oh, this will do. You know, James Ellsworth's well, stuff is enough. Let's just break down what we have here. We have Natalia. She's a heart. Whose husband almost <laughs> fucking died in the ring. Who often seems like she is responsible, the most responsible member of her family, like publicly, because of the things that Brett says and the things that Jim does, and a lot of that. So, so you got an interesting story to tell there, which WWE doesn't want told because of Tyson's injury. Tamina, obviously, that's a personal story. Again, they don't want told because of the nature of of her father. Whatever. Becky Lynch is like, what, barely, not even 30 yet? And she retired for five years. There's not a story to be told there. Retired for five years. And most of the people watching this have no clue what I'm talking about. I barely have a clue what I'm talking about. And that's why it's a story to be told. You have Charlotte, who got into wrestling because of her brother, because she's she's living her brother's dream, and they got out there her out there looking like a, a goddamn peacock. Her her robe is distracting at this point. I Lana he- is trying, trying. Uh-huh. I don't know what you got there, but they're, they're doing something. I thought that Tamina, the delivery of her line, as excited as I was last week with her performance. The delivery this week, I was like, shit, I forgot it's Tamina. <laughs> of course it's going to be like this. Hey, Lana, hold on. Shut your mouth. Okay, good one. Hot damn. Stop the presses. Next big thing. Whoa. Can I? Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> just, number one, Anna just scared the crap out of me when she yelled that. Uh, look, this is the poorest. Div- this is the poorest written division in all of WWE, the SmackDown Women's Division. They have absolutely no forethought here. Every single week or every single pay per view, it seems the match that we're getting is all of the women in the division at once to determine who the heck is the next contender. They have no idea how to build basic, simple, one-on-one feuds in this division. And there's plenty to work with here. That's what I don't understand. This is is a brand that's kept American Alpha and Ty Dillinger off TV for for months. And they're they're desperately desperately like oh my god we got to keep lana and tamina relevant in this division it's not even that it's just every woman has to be in every segment every week with a line referencing the the same catchphrase that they do week after week after week i mean i i used to think 205 was the worst written division and then my friend Chris Novembrino came up with something brilliant. He said, you realize Alicia Fox is just a mid-card title 
in the 205. So that at least yeah. gives them something to do. Uh, <laughs> it's true. She just goes from guy to guy. Um, yeah. Let's no, be honest, but, whatever storyline she's involved in is going to be the best storyline on that show. Yeah, and she's great. Because I love Alicia's great. Talks. Yeah, no, she's she's absolutely fantastic, and she would actually bring some life to this division. So I, I just mm-hmm. all I want is is a couple of simple stories with simple builds and a simple feud, and you can have an A story and a B story in a television show. It, it's not that hard to do. I, I I don't I don't get this, and half these women are far too talented to be just stuck doing these skits. I thought that I binge watched a lot of ride along last week. And I thought it was interesting because they were talking about like Rip Flair was talking about who would be Charlotte's Harley and stuff. She said, Becky's your sting. And there's no question. Yes. And I was like, yeah, or, of course. That, or, or Bailey. Yeah. The other one. Could yeah. Be but I mean, like uh, it's just, it makes so much, there are stories to be told. And they don't tell them. They I just don't tell them. You hit it on the head. They seem to be – they're completely turning them back on anything that makes these women unique as as performers or as, you know, as real people that they could capitalize on. And they, they're staying with the same story, recycled story of who they're related to. And it's – I just don't – I don't understand. It's so – obvious there's, that that's the way to go and they they touched on reed flair dying in the past and they had no qualms with that yeah there, there's there's two stories that they tell all women are catty to one another in the bechtel test that's that's all they have really i mean it, it it's it, it's it's ridiculous and there's a cure and it's called good writing that's what it well, is. they're about to have an influx of women wrestlers like yeah. after this tournament and right now I think they've they're pretty in NXT pretty damn solid right now when you got Peyton, Billy, Oscar, Ruby Riot, Sonya Deville, uh oh, they're uh, absolutely they're absolutely fantastic and much like the CWC if they go with a a women's show or something to that effect my fear is that Vince oh. decides to sports entertainment main roster it up and so they need stories to go with and then they'll need superstars to be attached to and I, I i'm not into that i think i think most of these women are great on i mean trifecta alone could be a great heel stable to carry that show mm-hmm. look there's a reason why i mean you know people say oh equality and jobs it's due for equality reason quality sake there is a very specific reason why you need to have female writing staff and heads of these divisions who are female because we know how to tell our own story. It's, it's as simple as that. And if you want diversity in a product and if you want. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, something good and not this shit week after week. You need to have more women calling the shots. I, you, I know who has, you know who has her finger on the pulse of like pop culture and lingo and shit today? Nia Jax does because she has the most hilarious mm-hmm. social media I've ever seen. 
Like, it seems like every week I'm, I'm assigning Alex, like, something that Nia Jax has tweeted to somebody else as a story. Like, consult the girls. Ask yeah. them. Is this something you would do? Is this something you would say? Like, we get it. These girls, a lot of them are, like, second generation. Hot damn. Half the roster yeah. is. Yeah, that was a minor takeaway I took from Bailey talking to Steve Austin the past two weeks is that she's very – she has a relationship, but it sounds like they don't listen quite a bit to some of the intake. And, and I, you know, I agree with Anna's point in, in spirit in terms of female writers, but I think there's plenty of creative writers on those staffs over the years. It's the head guy. That's the problem. I mean, that's what I mean. You need someone at the top who actually calling the yeah. shots. You, you, need, you, need a, you need a real, you, yeah, you need a real life showrunner, and they don't have yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, in NXT right now, you have Asuka, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, yeah. Ember Moon, who Ember Moon is garbage on the mic. I'm not saying like that, but I mean, as far as an in-ring talent. Nikki Cross. Carrier. Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot's emerging. I think Sonya Deville throws some of the best strikes in WWE. Not like in NXT in their women's roster, like in WWE. She throws fantastic strikes. She's going to get better and better. And then you're going to have a lot of people showing up here in a couple of months. So, Can I just say one more thing before we move on? Yeah, sure. Of course, Camilla bought a petition from her attorney to shame. (laughs) That was beautiful. That was great. That was great and would have been paid off much better if we could have heard Shane's first line about James. nobody cares about James Ellsworth or nobody's asked about him that he was saying to Daniel Bryan, but he kind of mumbled through that and wasn't mic'd up properly. He does that a lot now nowadays. He does kind of mumble yeah. quite a bit. They had a sloppy match. I did appreciate Lana's like hilariously evil expression on her face at ringside. Like you can't see it very well, but she was just standing there like <laughs> the whole time. Like <laughs> allow this to distract that. you. Please screen capture that because that was fantastic. Hey, hey. We get the almost close enough to tag deal. Tamina won a match, and as I tweeted, and this has got to be a record for the number of times we've heard Tamina's. I would say that in the past month, we may have heard it more than ever on WWE mm. TV, like combined. Kind of makes you wish that they actually gave her a real theme song now. <clears throat> yeah, but um, I, it kind of makes me wish she wasn't in position to have it played. Hey, no. <laughs> hey, no. What it makes me wish. Um, Becoming a Tamina uh, apologist all of a sudden, but. <laughs> look, it's, ever since you brought up the whole Tom Phillips O situation, it's it's something that you can't unsee or unhear. This match was like he was interrupting himself with it. He was interrupting other people to the point where I was like, "Is this a weird tick that he has? Is this like an anxiety tick or something?" Because this is freaking ridiculous. And then there's another. I can't remember who said it. I think it was JBL asked, "Can Charlotte and Becky cooperate in a match like this?" That's just another thing of like, dude, do you watch the show or do you like just look at their social media accounts? They're like besties. That's really what, uh, yeah, (laughs) that was this match. Yeah. Backstage, who who is writing for Baron Corbin? This has to be a troll. Who is writing for Baron Corbin? (laughs) (laughs) 
This is bad. It happens all the time. Why does it keep happening? He he tells Jericho that he has bullet points. Oh. Are but, those bullet points repeat what the person said to you? Bullet points? <laughs> it's terrible. Maria is backstage looking for Zayn and gets Chad Gable. I didn't understand <laughs> it. Sammy Yaya? Is that who you mean? I thought it was Sammy Wow Wow. And then oh, Sammy Wow Wow. I think you're right. Someone tweeted at me saying that's because Gable seen Sammy in the shower. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, later, Zane finds him and he's tired of apologizing. He says that Maria must be the fighter and Mike's the lover. And then Maria slaps him. So I guess he was right. Mike then hit <laughs> Sammy with a vase of flowers. Jeff, what's up here? Someone came up with the tagline of Love Hurts and they worked their way backwards from it. I guarantee you that's how this sketch came about. No, I think that's how the entire gimmick came about, to be honest. (laughs) Although it was nice for Chad Gable to get back on TV after having such a great match last week. (laughs) Look, I'm with Sammy on this one. What is going on? Like, why? Because he... They, it was they stretching hit him, near they, them, or they I, hit him because he's annoying. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anna's broken. Broken Anna Boward coming uh-huh. soon to most ridiculous. Well, it's okay. Sexy fashion rangers made up for it. <laughs> this is outstanding. Uh, Mojo Raleigh, as I tweeted, he's becoming a, like a really, really good pro wrestling actor. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Like, God, he's so good. Like, it's it's very impressive how natural he is, and like, he doesn't ham it up. Like, it used to be his whole thing is that he did ham it up, and he just walked in, and he he he's really, really good. And a breakdown, sexy fashion rangers, please, because they made use of that that Chuck Norris footage like twenty something years later. That was, yeah. So um, it was Sexy Fashion Rages featuring Chuck Norris. Fandango enters galloping on a horse, which was just a plush head on a stick. Uh, Tyler Breeze had the lasso of truth behind him. They were going to interrogate people to find who has actually been trolling them, essentially. Um, Tyler Breeze managed to lasso himself in the process of trying to lasso Zack Ryder. At that point, I actually fell on the floor laughing. Um, and they are a gift to humanity. They are a gift to humankind. And they make my day H. Yep. Ghost aliens. Ghost aliens. Sweet to go. <laughs> yeah, your, your thoughts. Um. Yeah, uh, just to piggyback a bit, once Mojo stopped being coached on that, that has to be his gimmick is him being hyped all the time. He's an absolutely fantastic actor. He really, for a pro wrestler, he is absolutely tremendous. Uh, I am disappointed we did not get Chuck Norris, uh, just a cameo. <laughs> I thought that would have been nice. Uh, the the Making the lasso a lasso of truth fantastic <laughs> and and for me the uh the cherry on top of this well actually one, one more thing uh fandango's horse riding only only rivaled by graham chapman and monty python and the holy grail 
uh, to be honest with you. And and the cherry on top of this comedy, Sonny, the name of the horse, Tully. Tully. Named after San Antonio, Texas wrestling legend, my favorite wrestler, Tully Blanchard. Yes. So <laughs> the, the pony gets stolen again. Also, we find out that Breeze doesn't wear a bra because he is not – or that he wears a bra because he's not, not a hippie. <laughs> I thought was great. So is this continuing the the attack and the messing up of the the office and all that stuff? The the pony being stolen. Please go. I think, yes, I think Mojo did it. <laughs> hey, Mojo may have stolen the horse on the way out too. I think this he is the heel, this might be his heel turn. The start of it now. Is Zach injured? Did he re-injure his knee? That is my know. fear right now. Okay. Let me. Let check me. I'll. I'll check. But uh, yeah, this is something that they they've stuck with, and Brizongo is out of the title picture. But they're still doing something entertaining. They're still giving. They're they're contributing to the show. It, the ending was interesting to me because it's basically it was basically Mojo going, "Look, we all got to stop being. The four of us have to stop being clowns, and have to start getting serious yeah. here." And it was a kind of a weird, nice self-awareness slash reflection moment between the four of them before Brazongo just went back into their goofy shtick, which is, you know, which is fine. But it, it you know, it, it's it shows you can make those types of realistic moments in wrestling where they go, "Look at us, we're clowns." Okay, <laughs> some people are fine with being clowns. He used the term. Maybe I would get back to reality. Maybe we all should get back to reality. At that point, I take offense because what if that is your reality? What if this is real for Fandango and Breezango? Well, I just, careful with your words. You know? <laughs> I really love Back Rider is not hurt, by the way. Okay. He's good to go. Main event, AJ Styles and John Cena defeated Kevin Owens and Rusev. I never thought I would like see, and I, I mentioned, I said in 2007, I would have never pictured John Cena playing like a baby face in peril, waiting to tag AJ Styles. Like this is 10 years ago, John Cena already the top of the WWE and AJ Styles was like Christian's lackey with Tomco back then. Like it was, it's crazy. They, they shoehorned in the Aaron Judge thing, Jeff. They got it in. I don't know why Aaron Judge won the the home run derby last night, by the way. And it didn't even make sense. Like, AJ hit a forearm and then kipped up, and JBL just goes, like Aaron Judge. You you really don't know you really don't know why they did it, or are you being I know why they did it because they were (laughs) they had to do it. And the script is said insert pop culture reference here. But I'm like, that was the laziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, I uh I'm I'm still a little upset that they re they they pulled out again the Michelin Man comment about Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is looking quite svelte right now as is Rusev both have dropped quite a bit of poundage and then they hey man lay off it's hard for us with slow metabolisms. Just Anna, what do you think of this match? Um, it was good. It was it was entertaining. Um, I just it kept coming to me that this is Cena and Rusev's first on TV match since they came back, which was only last week. But it's, again, one of those things like, look at the players in this. It feels like it should be bigger. And I don't know if that's just us asking too much from this stuff right now. Um, 
or just because it blended in with the rest of the show that was a tiny bit repetitive for the most part. I don't know so they could have done more with it, but I'm with Rusev on this one. He not only had his return match being beaten by John Cena, he also had his return last week overshadowed by John Cena. I'd be pissed. And I also can't, I don't know if you guys saw this, Lana's Snapchat of Rusev in Budgie Smuggler's um, gardening on the street. That's all I could picture in my head this entire match. Like I look away from the screen and think that that's what he was wrestling in. Do you think he hurts himself by sometimes being a little too comical outside of his on-screen care? The stuff that he puts out there himself in the interviews – I think are fine. I think they help him. Um, But stuff like that where I'm not, I don't know if that was being filmed for Total Divas or something because I swear I saw a boom mic drop into frame at some point, but maybe that was just me. It was late at night. Um, But I think stuff like that, that Lana puts out is a bit, it's too much information for me anyway. Um, But I think, yeah, that might be a bit detrimental. I a think nice he's naturally. Oh, oh, oh. Just... Nice hot tag leads to the Cena Styles win. Cena shows Styles some respect, but not quite the in-ring return I had expected for Rusev. Uh, Jeff, hmm? what do you think about that and, and the point that we just touched on? Oh, okay, I, I think Rusev is naturally charismatic and funny, and it sometimes comes through on his promos, like just the uh, the genesis of the handsome Rusev line is still one of my favorite things. And I think they have really dropped the ball on capitalizing on Rusev's personality. Cause he is, he is so naturally funny and could be a baby face. If you made him the right kind of heel and then turned him at the right time. Um, the match itself, I, you know, I, I viewed it as just kind of a rote tag team match uh, for the most part nothing spectacular. It was fine for what it was. I agreed with your point that uh, it, it, it's interesting watching John Cena play a baby face in peril. I, I like seeing people kind of stretch their uh, usual comfort zones. So it was fine. A very mediocre smackdown in my opinion, but mm-hmm. you'll have that. Now what I want to talk about particularly is this, uh, Page Del Rio situation. Now there, there's a lot of like speculation. There was some pretty damning audio that came out. All this stuff is on Fightful.com. Anna, what do you take from this? Um, I haven't looked that much into it because it's. To be honest, I don't want to have to read a bunch of um, side party comments on a situation that people have no idea about. Um, domestic abuse in general or their situation in particular. Like, I have no idea what's going on with them. None of us really do. It could be that kind of a relationship, and if that's the case, then I really hope that there's someone around them um, involved in her life to get her out or to somehow put an end to it. But this is just a situation that it's a personal matter. Um and, yeah, talking about it to hopefully encourage people close to her to step in is a good thing, but just it's a tricky it's a tricky situation and psychologically speaking, it's not black and white. Um, and I just I can't deal with comments from people who have no idea. 
So, Jeffrey, the May September aspect is nothing surprising here in Hollywood. The for lack of a better term, self-destructive behavior on both their parts is nothing shocking here in Hollywood. Um, they are both adults. Uh, and the legal system will find its way through this. But if there is something going on, someone needs to get help here, in my opinion. And sooner rather than later, because these things tend to not end well. And that is my fear. As to the incident itself, it's about as much of my business as anybody else's, and that usually means none. Because I don't know anything. <laughs> Other than her, the tape. Her brothers have spoken out. There were accusations of, of cocaine and physical abuse and saying that she wanted to get away. It, it's all pretty damning. It's all pretty – it's all out there. So it's it's a messed up situation, very messed up situation. It, a lot of – and Global Force is in a weird position now, which I don't know how you still hitch your wagon to this guy after he's proven to be volatile over and over again. Like they had to like cut his mic after Slammiversary because he was, he was running his mouth about WWE and they kept the title on him at the tapings. Now they got a situation where in a month, whenever they do their tapings, they'll probably have to get that title off of him, or maybe even before that. It's it's an, it's an unfortunate scenario all the way around, and Paige wants to keep wrestling, and WWE doesn't seem like they want to use her. And as long as she's with him, I can't say that I blame him. Like, despite, I mean, and it, every month there's something. There's a story every month. It's this month. It's this at the end of last month. It was them breaking up. Uh, the month before that, it was some unfortunate leaks before that. It was like a stabbing incident that nobody can have find any record of before that it's page being detained out in a street and nobody knows what's going on with it before that it's wellness test failure. Before that, it's an, another wellness wellness test failure. Before that, it's it's a guy leaving the company. He can't he can't get along there. Something isn't right. I don't know what's going on in their personal lives. I don't know how how it's being affected. But there's something wrong with the situation. There's something wrong with one or maybe both of them that because. You know, there there are always series of unfortunate circumstances and coincidences and stuff. A year straight of unfortunate situations. Man, and he's threatening, he's wanting to fight everybody in WWE. Now, granted, given the context of those comments that were, were made last week, I understand him being upset. But he knows those people. He can contact those people. He can. He. I'm sure he knows the Usos. I'm sure he knows New Day. Now, I, I highly doubt he's on speaking terms with one Xavier Woods. But man, those are the breaks. Fightful.com. Head over there. Use our forums, you guys. We got G1 coverage this weekend. Bellator Friday. Invicta Saturday. UFC Sunday afternoon. 
Anna, where can they follow you on the social media? At Anna Bowett, B-A-U-E-R-T. Jeffrey? At Anna Bowett. No, at Crap Game 13. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us cross-platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Fightful Online. You can also find our sub-accounts there as well. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, you all have given Fightful an incredible amount of love. Today's uh, attendance on the the live Holy Smokes MMA podcast was great. Check that out if you haven't already. Also, if you are even a casual boxing fan or not a boxing fan at all and looking to just learn up on it, check out Carlos Toro's awesome boxing newsletter. It is up on the the boxing page now, and a new one drops on Thursday. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.